Hello and welcome to Ringer FC. I'm Rhino Hanlon. Some have called me the Jean Piero Ventura of the Ringer. That is a terrible name to self-apply. I people want me to leave, but I'm still here. <laughs> um, I'm joined by Micah Peters, our very own Lorenzo Insigne. Yeah, you know, just kind of sitting there, wasting away on the bench in my in my full length parka. I don't know I'm not, who. I'm gonna be, what's Donnie? Darasi standing there, just like supporting just, Micah, being, being, <laughs> yeah. pissed, being pissed off. Oh, you care about me. <laughs> um. So yeah, for those of you who don't know, we're talking about uh, Italy, who for the first time in 60 years aren't going to the World Cup. Yeah, since so the, fir- the first time since 1958. It's just the thing I like, like. I always love about stuff like this is the tweets that come out being like. <laughs> Computers didn't exist the last time Italy didn't make the World Cup. Uh, the sterling pound was still in the gold standard or something. I don't know. That was probably incorrect, but it, you, you get the idea. Yeah. Um, so there hasn't been any club soccer while we've been gone. Um, so today we're going to have a different, little different structure than we usually do. All listener questions. Um, a ton of you guys sent in questions yesterday, way more than we could fit into an episode. Um so thanks to everyone who submitted them. We picked a couple. Just going to have two segments. First set of questions are World Cup international soccer related because of the international break that we're currently on. Second half will be related to uh, club soccer. But before we get to that, some quick news. This is more just a, a statement. Weston McKinney is going to win the Ballon d'Or in 2018. <laughs> uh, scored, what was it, eight minutes into his debut for the full national team against yep. Portugal? Against the European champions. Against the, against the European <laughs> champions. That is important to the narrative here. Yeah, Do not B- forget t- it. The B team of the European champions, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're actually recording this during the U.S. game. So... I, I would probably guess that McKinney will have seven goals. Um, by the time we're finished recording this? Yeah, by the time we're done. I think that's a safe estimate. <laughs> so we just want to get out ahead of that. Um, the other bit of news from today is that uh, Ireland was smited by Christian Eriksen. <laughs> by, by Christian, the most, uh, the most lovable of Tottenham players. Um, you know, with the... I don't know. I haven't. I, I, it's been weeks, and I still haven't been able to come up with a really good adjective for his hair. But you know, it's <laughs> like someone is holding a blow dryer in front of him while he's playing. Basically, he's he seems like he, he seems faster than he is because his hair makes it look like he's in a wind tunnel. I know that you were a big Ireland supporter, Donnie. So how are you doing after that result? I was just happy to see some goals. To be honest, yeah. after a bunch of nil nils that we've been seeing the last few days, so. And plus, the Kappa kits are cool. I like those for Denmark. That's true. Bentner, late Bentner penalty also uh, is a gift that we we can all appreciate. <laughs> um, the Lord, the Lord. Wait, what is he calling himself these days? Is it not? Is it Lord. It's not Lord Bentner anymore, isn't it? Isn't it something <laughs> Did else? He change it. I, I want to say he changed it to something. Is it like Emperor? Emperor? Maybe <laughs> Emperor Bentner? Is that what it is now? I don't know. Hit, hit us up about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Lord Emperor. Sultan uh, Bettner will be in the World Cup next summer. Ireland will not. Um, but let's get into some of the questions. Uh, about two teams. First one, about two teams that will not be in the World Cup next summer. From Will OC at WOC Poker. Should USMNT fans feel better or worse than Italy fans? Um, I feel like it's <laughs> they should feel definitively worse. I mean... <laughs> 
it's it's important to remember that all they had to do was tie Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. <laughs> um, and on top of that, I mean, like, I feel like Italy can write the ships fairly easily. They have all one of the best attacking players in Europe that yep. didn't even play during, uh, you know, like it, it, it's, it, it bears repeating that they were down 0-1 going into the second leg of this game <laughs> and Gianfero Ventura left Lorenzo Insigne on the bench because he couldn't figure out how to play him in his 4-2-4. Yeah. And suppo- or 3-5-2. Supposedly Whatever the ne- formation he was trying. Supposedly, we should catch this all in supposedly. Supposedly the old guard of the national team told him that he had to play Insigne the night before the game and Ventura threatened to quit. <laughs> and then he didn't quit. And then Insigne didn't play, which led to this amazing moment of what apparently was the Italy assistant coach telling De Rossi to warm up and De Rossi saying, why the hell should I go no, on? <laughs> and pointing at Insigne saying, we need to score. <laughs> um, what do you think, Donnie? Uh, I think, both U.S. fans and Italy fans should feel shitty, obviously. But Italy, of course, has four World Cups t- to fall back on. I think it's actually more disappointing overall for the U.S. because the U.S. is kind of on the ascent and or was on the ascent. Yeah. And they're, they're missing a chance to see, obviously, Pulisic on an international stage, and that's big. Whereas, you know, Insignia, yeah, but, you know, Italy is kind of on the decline. I know they have guys you know, uh, Pellegrini and other players, I guess, that are on the come up. But I think overall, you know, with with Buffon and and Bonucci and people like that, I think it's a little bit of a a decline. Whereas U.S., I thought, U.S. fans were thinking their team was on the rise with Pulisic and to miss out on on an entire World Cup cycle, you know, to miss seeing him play is a bigger disappointment, I think. Yeah, I I would say if... The U.S. now making it as a much more pathetic outcome, considering who they had to play against. Are we talking about feels worse <laughs> about like how they performed? Are we talking about existentially they should feel worse about? I mean, it yeah. sucks for both. It sucks yeah. equally, really. But I think it, I think you're right. One, because as we said, sixty years is a long time to go of making consecutive World Cups. The yeah. U.S. last weren't in it in, in '86, um, yeah. but I think you could like make the argument that there's, like, enough talent on Italy f- that they, like, could have been an outside shot of winning the World Cup if the, all those talented players play, I guess, and you can't, with a straight face, make that argument about the U.S. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess you could, now that McKinney is sort of on the <laughs> stage. <laughs> but uh, um, All right, we'll move on to the second one uh, related to Italy. This is from... Henry, I'm going to say Gomes because it's G-O-M-E-S and I always get yelled at when I don't pronounce Portuguese names properly. So I'm probably actually now pronouncing that wrong. What was that about? What is it? Oh, it was, it was Gabriel <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Gabriel Jesus and Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Anyway, from Henry Gomes uh, at H underscore two underscore go on Twitter. Uh, should the Ewing theory be na- renamed the Zlatan theory? Inter, Barca, and now Sweden all seem to have more excess without him. Also, he's so coming out of retirement, isn't he? Nice job sneaking two questions in there. Yeah. Um, let's deal with the first one first. Um, Wait, first, Sweden quali- qualified for the World Cup with him, though. So yeah. how are they having more success? <laughs> well, that's the thing him. about the Ewing theory. You only mention the parts of it that, that make that, it that look actually, good. <laughs> yeah, that, that are <laughs> beneficial to your argument. 
Um, let's just go ahead and look at his career at Inner, just for one, yeah. as as a uh, at Inner from two thousand seven to two thousand nine, two thousand seven to the two thousand seven two thousand eight season. He had twenty two goals and thirty four appearances. They won the championship. Twenty nine goals. In 47 appearances the next year, they also won the championship. Immediately after that, (laughs) uh, the team's ownership changed hands a couple of times, and they kind Mm -hmm. of just spiraled for a while. Yeah. Didn't actually become really that good again until, like, recently. Yeah. Um as far as for Barca, he was they did kind of, win the Champions League. He did after win the he left, <laughs> so you can also leave it out. Could, leave could, out the hey, details. I'm just saying that we're also if we're going to do the Ewing theory thing, then I also get to say that you don't get to talk to him in, in a very convenient way for myself. Uh, but also, uh, like Barcelona, he was kind of put in an unwinnable situation a little bit there. Yeah, did not get also, along with Pep Guardiola. Yeah, uh, and he also played for. All the huge teams that are always going to do well, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, PSG's not listed here. Milan, Ajax. Yeah, yeah. So. I th- I think the Juventus. The reason the Ewing theory applies to him is because he's been on so many teams. So you're just naturally going to have a couple teams that yeah. like do well. I think. Um, I think the Ewing theory does exist with him. I mean, it Ma- Manchester United for Manchester won, United. They won the Europa League after he got hurt. Well, they won the Europa League after he got hurt, but they got that far by him scoring 28. Like, he overachieved for, like, became, like, our only attacking option. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, this is sort of a thing. This is a real thing that you see in European coverage of Zlatan that people have talked about for a while, mainly in regards to sort of how he doesn't perform in the Champions League. But it's sort of like PSG, we assume that they win the league every year. They actually didn't win it last year after he left. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's the reverse. And, and AC Milan, Boom. AC Milan turned into like an Italian version of Stoke City as soon as he left Milan for PSG. So, but I think you know. No, nah, I mean like it's definitely a fair. It's a fair argument to make, but only in terms of technicality, just because he's played on every major. What was it? Eight clubs across six countries. In what a twenty-year career, twenty-something. Yeah. I think he took he took Sweden, or he didn't take them. But he, when he was in, in two thousand two, I think they went to this, the quarterfinals, I believe. So this Sweden team has to go further than that. It's good. That's yeah. It's gonna and be a tall not. order. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's the missing thing here. It's that Sweden team actually kind of sucks. Like they're not <laughs> good. Did anyone watch the Italy game and go? That's that team is. I cannot wait to watch them in Russia. I just, I love that it was. They won on a deflection. They won on a <laughs> like, deflection, and they they parked the bus for, I mean, 180 whole, for 180 minutes. The yeah. most exciting thing they did was break the TV set on the field. Yeah. After the yeah. <laughs> that was the most exciting thing. That was fire. I agree. <laughs> so, do you guys think uh, the Sweden manager has sl- said Zlatan will not be at the World Cup? Which, why would you say that? It just seems. Like, Bonkers. don't rule it out. Yeah. Do you guys think he's going to be playing in Russia? I think he could. I think there's a chance. I there's got to be a chance. There ha- yeah. There's there's no way there can't be a chance. Uh, but unless he doesn't, unless he comes back from injury and gets injured again. Yeah. I think if if he comes back from Man U and scores like, you know, eight goals or something in the Premier League in the second half of the season, it's going to be really hard for Sweden. Like, yeah. they've got 
Marcus Berg playing up top. <laughs> like it's yeah. not. It's gonna not at least bring him field. off the bench not or something. It, it's it's it seems foolish. Um, okay, third question. This is from our very own Zach Schwartz at Zach is Zach, and the question is. Why not create an NIT slash Europa League-like tourney for the teams that didn't qualify for the World Cup? Donnie, I'll let you start. Why not? Because those teams <laughs> suck and nobody wants to watch them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You, well, I mean, like, you know, it was that whole thing that uh, Stu Holden proposed that there be a four-team tournament in the USA this summer between Italy, Ivory Coast, Chile, and the USMNT. And all the players have to be under twenty five. That's not a bad idea. That would be kind of fun. It'd be fun. You I know. know. The thing about this is like I love I just don't want to reward <laughs> mediocrity. There's so many like examples of like, oh, look at all the teams that haven't made the world didn't make the World Cup this year, and it was the four teams were always Chile, Italy. <laughs> Netherlands and the U.S. Well, <laughs> like the, the U.S. is equal and, to those three teams. But like they also brought up Ghana. Yeah, which I mean, like it's weird just saying that these are teams that should have qualified because they previously qualified, but you know, not necessarily it, on the it, substance of anything they did over their qualifying campaign. Well, I think the other thing Donnie sort of alluded to it earlier is that, like, before the Ireland Denmark game. The six playoff games that were played across the world to get in the World Cup, all of them ended 0-0. <laughs> so, like, granted, that's teams are playing conservatively because that's what happens when sort of you're this close to achieving something. But also, like, the teams just aren't good. Like, that's why they didn't make the World Cup. <laughs> Can I make yeah. a proposal? Let's hear it. I mentioned it in Slack yesterday, but everybody ignored it. Basically, <laughs> when it gets to when it gets to the playoff round for the World Cup qualifiers, rather than doing these two-legged playoffs home and away, you just do one-off matches and you set up Wembley like uh, like the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, and it's just a bunch of one-offs on like a Thursday and a Friday. What do you guys think? You buying in? I'm sorry, were you talking? Fucking <laughs> 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 silence, Jesus. Ah, dick. Are you at least nodding? Uh, God damn. My issue with that would be... Uh, I was looking at my phone, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is, <laughs> yeah, my mom called me. Uh, <laughs> you guys are watching Weston McKee highlights. <laughs> I'm trying to sell you on his proposal. Uh, uh, the field would get destroyed if they did that yeah. by like, the last game. <laughs> True. True. Oh, man. Um, we'll have mutant turf. But basically the idea is over these two legs, it you know, like all a lot of those nil-nils were first legs, and it's because mm-hmm. they're playing super cagey, don't want to concede, don't want to give an away goal, and it's boring as fuck. So yeah. make it just like a one-off, like a like a final, you know? That would be that would be kind of fun. That would be I, awesome. I uh <laughs> I can't wait to see like what two like what countries are going to be in the playoff once we expand the World Cup. Like, oh my god, <laughs> it's going to be like Kazakhstan. Yeah, Kazakhstan like, and Canada. Like, <laughs> Canada. <laughs> um, I mean, I would I would probably watch if they did like a little side tournament um, next summer, but like it's probably not going to be that fun, and it's not you're not going to have all of the like. Things that make the World Cup fun, like the World Cup is fun because you see all of these, all of these random countries, you know, melded together, and not because 
the soccer is actually like that awesome to watch, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. It definitely has the atmosphere multiplier. Yeah, and it's... you know, so a bunch of friendlies with the U.S. and the Netherlands like would be fine. But well, also don't forget the UEFA. What is it called? The Nations League is mm-hmm. kicking off next year, so that's kind of a version of that. Yeah, and I mean, I guess we saw like the Copa Centenario was a made-up tournament, and people were kind of into it. Messi <laughs> briefly retired from the Argentinian national team because of what happened. Um, I definitely would like to see Kobe Bryant in a suit walking across grass doing accurate pronunciations of, <laughs> of uh, Dutch names. <laughs> um, all right, fourth and final question from this section. Um, from Sam I Am, at Sam J double zero on Twitter. Which underdog teams do you think will surprise the most people in Russia 2018, a la Costa Rica in 2014? I mean, like, Switzerland finished level of points with Portugal in Group B, and the only reason they didn't really go through is because of goal differential. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, so they're a pretty good team. There's also Denmark, which we just talked about. Yeah. Christian Eriksen and Bentner. Hype train's going to be out of control. Hype train's going to be out of control. <laughs> Uh, maybe South Korea? What do you think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it obviously depends on the draw, you know, but uh, maybe Nigeria, maybe Iran. I wrote those two down. Maybe England. <laughs> maybe Dark England. Horse, <laughs> Dark Horse they England. Might, uh, might make a quarterfinal run. England might not disappoint run. you. Yeah. Uh, Loftus Cheek will be leading the way. Oh, that's right. Um, Loftus Cheek. The Dealing. other sort of contender with Weston McKinney for best player <laughs> in the world. Um, Wait, I would just think, personally really want a, a repeat of 2002 where, like, South Korea way overachieves and, like, kind of slides through due to controversy. Well, the analog for that would have to be Russia, which would be really intriguing. Oh, my God. That, that's, that's now what I want to happen. That would be so <laughs> fire. Can you Russia imagine? Drew, <laughs> Russia drew Spain today 3-3. I don't know if you guys noticed, but... Wow. That's uh, watch out for the Russian team. That actually, like that that actually could happen, Micah. That's a good call. It could be like a 2002 situation where Russia gets, you know, a little boosts here and there. Little, little bit of home cooking. That yeah, would be dope. makes it to the semifinals or something. That'd be amazing. I uh, was Costa Rica like surprised? They tied they group, Greece right? they one. Were... The, the winning, they're getting out of their group was great. They won right. two and tied one. What yeah. was it? England, Italy, and Uruguay. Uruguay, right? That's a tough group, so. Yeah. Um, so that was impressive. But then they tied Greece and won in PKs um, and then took the Netherlands to penalties. So. Yeah. I, they, they will at least frustrate people. Yeah. Um, I think I'm, my dark horse is Morocco. Um, not really for any reason related to them actually being good. You just like the fact <laughs> that Morocco's in the tournament? I like, there's one player on the Moroccan roster who's actually born in Morocco. Only one, and he grew up in Belgium, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like a collection of people that were not going to get first-team football somewhere else. Pretty much. So there's... They're Morocco. all the Claire, Claire Fontaine graduates. Yeah, Morocco's mm-hmm. actually, you know, they didn't give a goal in qualifying. They've got a couple players people know. they got Mehdi Benadia of Juve. Uh, Atraf Hakimi, who's been the 19-year-old, who's been starting a right-back for in Madrid. They have Sofian Bufal, who scored that. Like awesome Messi esque goal, um, but is it sort of in and out of the Southampton lineup? And then this is my favorite part: they have Hakim Ziyech from Ajax, who played for all the Dutch 
uh, under 23, under 21 teams. And then he just, he was getting called, was going to get called up to the Dutch team and decided to play for Morocco instead. <laughs> and Morocco, Mark Van, Marco Van Basten literally said, quote, how stupid can you be to choose Morocco if you were in contention for the Dutch national team? And then Morocco also has, do you guys remember that guy, Herv Renard, that like really handsome manager of the Ivory Coast? I do. Um, who won the Africa Cup of Nations with the Ivory Coast. So he's their manager. Mm. Um you know, so there's there's some fun stuff behind Look, Morocco. North Africa is is flourishing right now. So, with Algeria as well, Egypt. Yep, I think Egypt is probably another good one, uh, considering Mohamed Salah's on that team. Mo Salah. <laughs> did, wait, is it? Who else do they have? Other Egyptians. Uh, yeah. Other, nobody. Nobody <laughs> else. Mohamed Zidane. Note? That guy had a, amazing YouTube videos like ten up. years ago. Oh shit, Mohammed Zidane's in prison. We should probably cut that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should leave it. Oh man. Oh, that is good. All right, that's enough of international soccer. We'll be talking much more about that um, as we get closer to the World Cup. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, hear from our sponsors, and then come back with some more listener questions. Let's take a second to chat about our sponsor, Hotel Tonight, which is an awesome app for finding and booking great deals at great hotels. The holidays are coming up, and you know what that means. Lots of family time. But with the Hotel Tonight app, you can have the best of both worlds. Visit your family and stay in a sweet hotel. No crashing on an air mattress in your old bedroom that your parents turned into a gym, or like my bedroom, um, which doesn't have heating in my parents' house, but I still sleep there. Um, you don't even have to wait until your family starts to drive you crazy. You can actually book a room up to seven days in advance everywhere and up to 100 days in advance in certain major cities, which means you can lock down your holiday plans before you head home. Or you can wait until the last minute, if that's more your speed, and make a break for it when Uncle Tony starts talking politics. Do whatever you can to avoid Uncle Tony. Whether you need a room for tonight, the holidays, or beyond, you definitely want to download the Hotel Tonight app because while home is where the heart is, hotel is where the hot tub is. So this year... Pull out of the pull-out couch and get a room with Hotel Tonight. Hey, Ringer FC listeners. We're also brought to you by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. With three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, the Essential, Casper Masters are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Not to mention, the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. That's really nice. And it's delivered right to your door in a small, how-do-they-do-that-size box with free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. But the best part is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. After all, you spend one-third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. What are you doing? Start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash FC and using FC at checkout. That's casper.com slash FC, offer code FC for $50 off your next mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back. Time for some more listener questions. These are all roughly somewhat, I guess, related to club soccer rather than international soccer. First one is from our man Hank Verducci at Henry's Board on Twitter. 
question is, as a Premier League team looking to break into the top half, would you rather hire a manager in the Pochettino mold with systemic systematic development and a high ceiling or the big Sam mold, usually framed as a reliable bet solidi- on solidifying a team's floor? Um, well, I think that kind of, that question kind of answers itself a yeah. little bit. I mean, if you're trying to break into the top <laughs> half, you don't want anybody that's going to just leave your team in stasis. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Pochettino is more of the type, the mold of coach that's going to carry you into the promised land than Big Sam is that's just going to be standing on the sideline chewing a wasp and talking about get stuck in. Whatever. I mean, you don't want your team's hoofing it and hoping for the best. But that's not a way to consistently break into the top half. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. What do you think, Donnie? Yeah. I mean, I agree with what Micah said because it, the the big Sams or the David Moyes or those types of guys are for keeping your team in the league, yep. not for breaking into the top half. But that said, I think finding a Pochettino is easier said than done it. I mean, it's it's not like there's a million Pochettinos out there, and that's why that's a good point. I think they always go back to people like David Moyes uh, <laughs> because, because they're known quantities, you know? Known commodities, I guess. And so... Uh, it's safe. It's safer to know, you know, that you're you're in the hands of somebody that's kind of a veteran of the premiership. Yeah, to me, it's like um, you bring in a big Sam to keep your team, like solidify your team's place in the Premier League, and then you get rid of them and bring in Pochettino. I think honestly, the the harder part about this is keeping Pochettino. Right. Well, that, that's right. the thing too. Also, you can hire the wrong Pochettino. I mean, there's you know, like Michael Laudrup, for for example, mm-hmm. people like that. You know, like th- those guys flame out too. You know, if it doesn't work, yeah, uh, it can end horribly. Yeah, I mean, I think you sort of you sort of see it with Southampton, where they they had Pochettino started climbing up the table, um, bring in Kuman, sort of hover around there, replace him with Claude Puel, started to fall back down, mm-hmm. and then replace him with. Uh, Mauricio Pellegrini, Liverpool legend, um, and they're <sighs> like not having a great year this year. They're going to be fine. So it's like I think Southampton always they're known for they know who their next manager is going to be, and then they know who the manager after their next manager is going to be. So like they think that these managers all have the same profile, but they're just varying degrees of quality. You know, yeah. so getting when you have Pochettino, your team shoots up the table, and when you don't have them, you kind of Pull it back down, um, yeah. but I think we're all all in agreement. Um, although I'm surprised Donnie didn't bring up the fact that Pochettino still hasn't won any trophies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know how long I can keep using that joke though. I mean, <laughs> what uh, about his trophies though? <laughs> uh, okay, second question. This is from Ian D Kennedy at Lock Lowry um, on Twitter, which is the Loch Ness monster Kyle Lowry mashup. I don't actually know if that's true, and I'm sorry if I've defamed your name, Locke Lowry. Uh, the question is, is Neymar the Kyrie Irving of European football? Mm. I don't get I don't get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Michael just Micah just did the twiddles his fingers I, I, like I, Mr. Burns. Brackets, Brackets, Brackets steeples fingers. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so <clears throat> If you're talking about their playing style, like they both have that sort of thinking out loud quality to the way that they go about getting to from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. It's all very flashy, but in terms of like narrative. <laughs> oh, now I get it. LeBron. Exactly. And Messi. Right. Uh, leaving the widely agreed upon best player 
on the planet unless we're talking about Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chill, chill your, chill your, chill your boner. The Weston Here's McKinney the, of basketball. <laughs> Weston yes, yes. McKinney of basketball. Uh, to then go make a name elsewhere and possibly challenge for Champions League titles, you know, in the ostensible same division, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, I think. That's, and and I also like a bit mercurial, a little enigmatic, and sort of sensitive. Sort of weird, you know. Yeah. Sort of weird. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, th- I think that that's a fair comparison to make. Yeah, I think the na- the a bunch of people were saying this over the summer. The the narrative is especially also considering that the Celtics knocked the cat the Cavs knocked the Celtics out of the playoffs last year, and Barcelona knocked PSG right. out of the Champions League. I think the biggest difference for me is Neymar is a lot better at soccer than Kyrie Irving is at basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that coming. Literally a mile away. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Um, and that's a fair comment to make, but still, like, you know, so we're not splitting hairs forever. I, <laughs> I think that I think that Ian Kennedy is right. Do we know uh, Neymar's thoughts on the shape of the planet we live on? <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> what is what is a thing that we can what is a strange idiosyncrasy that we can flame Neymar for his pension he, cry, he cries a lot he does cry he a lot cries a lot which hangs is, out with know, Justin Bieber I mean he does in neon or whatever that's true more, more tattoos as well he also has a massive and very like eerily accurate portrait of his sister on his Wait, also bicep one more similarity, very close with his father, and his father's very involved in his affairs, just like Kyrie, right? Mm. Didn't That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, that, that was going to be my weird thing about Neymar, but I guess it applies to Kyrie as well. Uh, hmm. Yeah, so yes, the answer is yes. yes. Yeah. I think that, I think that we've, we've, we're, yeah, we're belaboring the point. Yeah, <laughs> great question, um, Locke Lowry. All right, third question. From our man Pablo Ruiz V or Pablo Ruiz the fifth, I'm not sure which one, at Pablo RV7. So let's say we're in a Space Jam situation. Humans got to play aliens for the planet. You choose coach and starting 11. Game is six months from now. Who do you pick? Why, why did he specify the game is six months six from months now? Six months from now? I, it's for training purposes? Yeah, <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. So you guys got to bake in the what could happen over the next six months. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Then you have to start thinking about things like people that are injury prone. and Yeah, but my, if, you know, if the aliens are coming, I think we sort of cancel like the Premier League and shit, right? And we just pick and the we team. Tra- and we only train. <laughs> yeah. We train inside of, can I, can I bring in elements from, 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 from different, fan, can I bring in different fantastical elements? Do we Just have the hyperbolic after time After your chamber? showing on this superhero podcast, I'm going to allow you to do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a podcast. It was a draft and I was jobbed. <laughs> okay, go but on. No. What I'm saying is that, uh, I think that I would just have a clothing machine and I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> But I, mean, I would take been... Juventus's back line from like 2015. Okay. 
so the team that just didn't make the World Cup <laughs> for Italy. Did make the World Cup, yes, but we'd have an organized backline. <laughs> okay. I feel like there's like Pepsi or Nike commercials that have this. There was. There, yeah. was, there, was, a, there was literally a Samsung commercial about this exact thing. It was, yeah. uh, it was Cristiano Ronaldo and friends. Friends with phones in a strangely cutting edge lab kicking balls at things. Wasn't there another commercial where they were like playing a game in hell? Yes. Against yes. like fire that demons. Yes. That was a Nike one. That was yeah. the, the 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 halcyon days of, of Nike advertising. That was 02, 02 World Cup. No, it was like ninety it was two thousand. It was two thousand oh, the one where they were like a group where they were on a helicopter and like rappelled down and were trying to achieve ingress and steal right, up. We're, we're, we're falling into <laughs> right, the rabbit hole of Nike ad. Okay, yeah. let's hear your team. Should, we have to come up with a. Can we just like alternate choices? Uh, I think that we okay. Michael was going to say Paul Pogba eleven times cloned. <laughs> you don't I'm know choosing, what I'm I was going Klopp. to say. Jurgen Klopp oh, was the wow. coach. Wow. Yeah, I think just for entertainment's sake. Who would your coach be, Micah? I still think that I would take. Well, okay, wait, six months. <laughs> My God, this is I'm telling uh, this is difficult because I was going to say like Jose Mourinho is the best big no. game manager. There oh, is. my God. But have we I seen like the last months, five big games Manchester United played? I would probably take Pep Guardiola. Um, I'm going with Diego Simeone. Ooh, that's a good one. OK, uh, keep, who's the keeper? He might, he might need a job soon. So exactly. De Gea is the uh, keeper. That's who I would pick, too. What do you think, Donnie? Check. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take De Gea. That's cool. Um, right back. <laughs> Carval? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I would take Carval right back. He wouldn't take shit from... I would, ta- I would put Alexandro at left back. No Bayerine? No. I kind of want to take Valencia <laughs> at right back. Just because he's, he's the Terminator? Like sent off. <laughs> just because he has he like just... a ro- that robot leg. <laughs> that's true. Um, center backs... My center backs would be Diego Godin, just because he's insane. And yeah. I know he's looked terrible, but Leonardo Bonucci once got robbed at gunpoint and punched the <laughs> robber in the face. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the guy ran away. You got you need David Luiz back there. Come on. <laughs> just for like the c- comic value. We don't need uh, the that's, planet yeah, is that's on the not- line. <laughs> We're we we can't have David Luiz. You know, with his hair blowing in the wind Wait, as he plays out of the, position. Was the premise of the original Space Jam that they were playing for the planet? No, the, no. our man sort of mixed this up here. <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna just go with it. Okay. So now, do we think we're gonna play like? Are we trying to play like we have possession seventy percent of the time, or are we playing like a very counterattacking, the aliens sort of, our Barcelona style? Mm. I think we're all out attack. Let's just go for it, man. Okay. Um, my midfield, I'm going to say two. You guys can say who you'd take. I'd have Tony Cruz and N'Golo Conte would be my two center mids. Hmm. That is... Would you, I like it. it. Tony I Cruz, like it. I approve of that. Tony Cruz over Luka Modric? Yeah, Modric, uh, we don't need to get into this today, but I think he's kind of washed. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Okay. But, okay, Tony Cruz is a solid choice. Also, would, Cruz gives you a little height, set pieces, you know. Okay. Tony Cruz, Conte, yes. Let's say, are we playing Messi at attacking mid? <laughs> Would you, he's not playing center mid. 
we got to keep this realistic. Donnie, do you have any obvious choices we're missing for our two sort of holding center mids? No, I like I like your choices. That's an interesting choice. I'm actually imagining them together, and it would work. Yeah. So, um, kudos to you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so I guess I, say, maybe I should be the manager. Well, I mean, like you have us lining up on a four-four-two. Like I sort of, I'm envisioning this as like two defensive midfielders, then two sort of central attacking midfielders, so we can sort of spring forward when we win the ball. Obviously, Mesut Ozil would be one of those two. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Uh, this just, team is really... So we just kind of <laughs> assuming that he will be better with... We're really leaning into those he's better passes. with we better need those players key around. Okay. Um, the te- it sounds really narrow so far, this team. Yeah. I, 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 my two suggestions for the attacking mids would be De Bruyne and Pogba to sort of give us the Ooh, I like that. sort of balance between a more central type player and a more attacking type player, but I'm willing to hear objections to the Yeah, I think I think the, the, the midfield of you have Conte who is disciplined and, you know, the grease man. Yeah. You got Tony Cruz who pulling the strings. Pulling the strings. Pogba as your X Factor. Yeah. And De Bruyne as uh, the person who sees the game like Neo sees the Matrix, a binary yeah. or whatever. So then, well, then that leaves what two up top then? Yeah, Lewandowski. Oh wow, that means you're leaving out one of two people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we not? Are we? No, we're we're this is we're so uh, we're, we're building a team without Ronaldo or Messi. We're workshopping this. I was going to say Ronaldo and Messi with Messi sort of withdrawn, and obviously that put, would there would be like too a, much like a ego. Striker. Yeah, there'd be maybe too much ego That's there. That's what but I'm this worried is, about. This is for planet Earth. You think they'd be able to work together for planet? They the literally gr- have races to see who can have children. Okay, like better question: Would Ronaldo rather have Messi score the winning goal in the game that saves planet Earth or Ronaldo score three goals in a game that we lose 4-3? <laughs> he would absolutely <laughs> choose the three goals in a game that we lose 4-3. to three. Donnie, do you think they'd be able to put their pettiness aside for the planet? I don't think so, actually. So I would say... Either way, this would make a great Ronaldo, movie. Ronaldo and Harry Kane are eventually going to play together. Everybody knows, so... Let's just say Michael Jordan didn't have Penny <laughs> on his on his Space Jam team. CR7 okay. and HK9 together. Okay. So we're leaving Messi off of our team. Wow, we're responsible for the de- for the destruction of the planet. Uh, super sub, okay. super sub. It's so actually not no our Messi, fault no because Neymar. they won't play together. You know, they can't they can't play That's together. That's true. So they don't they don't get to play it's at all. It's not our fault. Okay. Um, if you guys have other suggestions, we'd actually love to hear them. Okay, final question from at Claire Tooley on Twitter. I love sports movies, but I need guidance on soccer ones. Besides the always great Bend It Like Beckham, which movies, parenthetical, if any, should a soccer fan check out? I have two questions about this question. Mm. The always great Bend It Like Beckham does that movie or do other movies sort of vary in quality when you watch them? <laughs> and then I feel like I feel like the if any sort of is a shot at the sport of soccer. I but mean, there's I'm, there's oh. not a whole lot of great soccer movies. That's a fair point. This is true. Green Street Hooligans is a fire choice. I uh, I I do love Green Street. I love I love my my uh, 
Charlie Hunnam, who was, you know, he's born British, but somehow always sounds like he's affecting a British accent. (laughs) And uh, Elijah Wood, who just, who can take him seriously? Yeah, (laughs) but it's still like a really good movie. We'd be remiss if we didn't It's a bad movie, but it's a good movie. If we didn't say victory, right? Shout out to Bill. Yeah, if we didn't, he would have came crashing through the wall and started screaming at us. Like the Kool-Aid man. What do you guys think of Gold and Gold 2? I think that the first one... It's like my journey on FIFA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the blueprint. <laughs> What's the guy's name in that? Sergio? No, Santiago, Santiago. Nunez. <laughs> is, that his, oh, is that his name in the movie, the character name? Doesn't he, like, fail at Newcastle and then ends up playing for, for Real Madrid? For Real Madrid, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It well, was Zidane, Zidane and Raul acting yeah. so woodenly. <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm, I'm going to throw one out there that might get me fired. Uh, Uh-oh. Kicking and Screaming, the Will Ferrell movie. Uh, it's actually kind of good. It's terrible, but let me just sell this to you. I'm going to give you the sort of log line. So this is what happens <laughs> in this movie. Will Ferrell gets addicted to an espresso machine. Their friends, Mike Ditka, steals two Italian children from a butcher shop, neither of whom speak English, and then defeats his father, Robert Duvall, in the local ASO intramural soccer championship. Uh, counterpoint, Big Green is better. Next. <laughs> that's that's fair. So watch Big Green, Claire. Watch Kicking and Screaming and then probably never listen to this podcast because my opinion won't matter after that. What do you uh, think, Donnie? I, I, got a, I have a suggestion. This movie actually, it's actually not a movie. It's a DVD. Um, it's is it like the, the Invincibles highlight reel or something? Is it, is it, is it, is it, are you serious? You know I was gonna say Wait, you're actually going to say that? You were actually going to say that? Uh, I was, I was going to, like, I was, I uh, refrained from, from, from saying the class of 92 because I wasn't trying to get flamed on here. I just want to say, honestly, seriously, in all seriousness, jokes aside, these two DVDs, one is the Invincible season, uh, which is, of course, the 2003-2004 Arsenal's team, and then one is... The Bird Camp, Dennis Bird Camp, Thierry Henry, Centurions video, which is like uh, each of their 100 goals for the Arsenal. These shit should be on Pornhub. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Should be on- <laughs> you will love soccer and, and the beautiful game after you watch these DVDs. I'm not even joking. I'm not even laughing or smiling or anything. I'm being dead serious. They're all both available on okay. Amazon. Go get them. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to just... I'm just gonna say mine because okay. I feel like I can say whatever now. Go for it. Uh, Crescent ninety two is good. It's but good. Like no, Zidane, twenty uh, first century portrait. That was dope. Was really really good and mesmerizing. Yeah. Uh, you should absolutely watch that. It's basically like he explains his entire career through one game against Villarreal in like two thousand five, where he got sent off, and it's like they have seventeen synchronized cameras following him all around, mm-hmm. and it's. Boring, let's it's be really good. Shut up, Donnie. I'm not done. <laughs> it's art. Uh, I also recommend watching uh, Roy Keane and Patrick Vieira, Best of Enemies. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, like, is available on Choose Anywhere. YouTube, yeah, it's on YouTube. Uh, but basically, they sit across from each other on this really small, like, table in an interrogation room and they just <laughs> try not to choke each they other. They try not to choke each other and it is great. And they Splice it in with footage of them just going at each other, <laughs> uh, which, I mean, it's phenomenal. On the more cinematic end, I recommend that you watch The Damn United. Oh. Uh, 
It's a movie that came out in 2009 starring Timothy Spall, also known as Peter Pettigrew, if you watch any of the (laughs) Harry Potter movies. And uh, Michael Sheen, who is known most recently as the cyborg waiter on that cruise ship that Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pat tossed into a star on Passengers. (laughs) Um, You're selling this real hard. (laughs) No, but uh, I mean, like whether Brian Clough or Sir Alex is the better of the two great English football managers is really only a question in Roy Keane's mind, but it's a movie about Brian Clough's 44 days in charge of Leeds United. And it's really, 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 really well done. I got one more. Let's hear it. 2004. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Shaolin Soccer? Shaolin Soccer? Get the Uh, fuck out of here. Shaolin Soccer is good. Shaolin Soccer is cheeks, and I won't have you say otherwise. I like it's. I didn't know that anyone saw that movie, um, but I'm, I'm going to allow it. I'm going to allow that. I'm going to throw two more. Uh, Fever Pitch, not the baseball movie, but the one with Colin Firth. I kind of like that. Then there's this other movie. I think Donnie. I think we talked about this before. It's this movie called Le You Don Le Bleu, which is about oh, the. Yeah. It's a documentary following the French soccer team in 1998 when they won the World Cup. And they just have all this insane, incredible behind-the-scenes footage. There's one game, I think actually was it against Morocco, where Zidane gets red-carded. And they have a camera in the locker room when Zidane walks off the field after getting red-carded and is in the locker room. And you just see him sort of lose his mind by himself in the locker room. Um, huh. And that's that, that movie is insane. Um, and they end up winning the World Cup. I guess I just spoiled it for you. Um, so... <laughs> But definitely check that out, too. Um, but thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to for all the questions. We got so many more than I was expecting. Um, <laughs> I didn't have to have my parents send in a couple to yeah. <laughs> fill it out. Um, we'll definitely do this again. And you know, send us your movie recommendations, too. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, Donnie will have survived the North London Derby. Um, and we can still speak to him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks to Donnie and Micah. I'm Ryan. We'll talk to you guys in a week. Peace, peace. Later. Support for today's Ringer FC comes from Hotel Tonight, an awesome app for finding and booking great deals at great hotels. No crashing on an air mattress in your childhood bedroom this year. Instead, lock down your hotel plans with Hotel Tonight. Book a room up to seven days in advance everywhere and up to 100 days in advance in certain major cities. Or wait until the last minute if that's more your speed. You can make a break for it when Uncle Tony starts talking politics. Whether you need a room for tonight, the holidays, or beyond, you definitely want to download the Hotel Tonight app. 